Okay, good morning everybody. Today's daf is Sota Daf Lamed Tess. We are holding on Daf Lamed Chesam and Beis. We are at the second wide line on Daf Lamed Chesam and Beis. Today's year is sponsored by Dr. David Lander, in honor of his wife and children, and Lili Nishmas' mother, Golda Basimcha Shalom, and also sponsored in honor of the yard site of Toba Bas Ephraim, Toby Snitta, by her family, the Nisham Shav Aliyah. We thank both sponsors very, very much for the sponsorship. So first thing we're going to do today is we're going to discuss who is included in Birchus Kohanim. Yesterday we started the Birchus Kohanim Sugya, so we're going to talk about where, where do people need to be located in order to be, uh, in order to be included in the Birchus Kohanim. Can they be standing behind the Kohanim, to the side of the Kohanim, if they're the Am Shabbosados, the Gemara is going to uh, discuss what do you do if you have a tzibur that's made up entirely of, uh, of Kohanim. How do you handle that? And uh, the Gemara is going to perhaps distinguish between whether there are only 10 people in the tzibur or it's a larger tzibur that's made up entirely of Kohanim. Then the Gemara is going to talk about uh, the Isser to speak when the Sefer Torah is open during Kriya Satorah. And the Gemara is going to tell us also the secret to Rabbi Lazar ben Shemua's longe- longevity because uh, the, uh, one of the things, one of his secrets was uh, was had had something to do with the fact that he was a kohen and something related to birchas kohanim. And then the gemara is going to go through the procedure of birchas kohanim. What tefilos are recited before and after birchas kohanim? The halachos of how uh, the brachos are, are, are supposed to be done and how one step has to follow the next step and you have to wait until the previous step is finished before you move on. The gemara is going to then go into a little bit of the halachos of kriyas haTorah. Those halachos of kriyas haTorah that are similar to and then we're going to have an unbased four statements of Rabbi Shoban Levi, of Rabbi Tanchum and Rabbi Shoban Levi about Kriyas HaTorah. So a number of halachs of Kriyas HaTorah on Amud Beis today. And then the Gemara at the end of the daf is going to talk about what the Tzibor says during Birchas Kohanim by Shachris, by Mincha on Atainis, by Musaf on uh, Shabbos and by Ni'ila on Yom HaKippurim and that there's a different Nusach that is said for each of those events, for each of those time periods uh, by the Tzibur during Birchas Kohanim. So let's begin again, Amr Ada Amr Rabbi Simlai, second wide line on Daf Lamed Chesam Beis. So Amr Ada Rabbi Simlai, Beis HaKnes Shekula Kohanim, Kulanol Neduchan. If you have Beis HaKneses that's made up entirely of, uh, of Kohanim, so they're all Olun Neduchan, they're all Mevarich Birchas Kohanim. So says so who do they uh, give the bracha to? There's no one to be makabal the bracha. So the people who are busy doing malacha and are not able to come to uh, to shul to hear the birchas kohanim. Rav Moshe has an interesting ha'ara in his tshuva in Igros Moshe or Chaim Chelik Beisim Lamlalf. It's not really a tshuva lemaisa. It was a tshuva where someone just asked him a question in learning about uh, about Birchus Kohanim and about the idea that it's Chal on the Am Shabbosados, he points out that it's Mashma from the Gemara that those who receive the Bracha need to be in this city. Because why not just say, the Bracha is Chal on Klal Yisrael. He doesn't say, the Gemara doesn't say that. It says the Am Shabbosados. So it sounds like it doesn't go beyond the uh, the city the city limits. Uh, that it's only the people in the city. Also, he says, that it's Mashma a little bit that when the Gemara says the Mavarich Lachem Shabbosados, it means those who, had they not been onus, would have come to this shul in order to be misbarech. But they're including the bracha. But perhaps if you have people who are, it certainly only includes, the Gemara is about to say, it certainly only includes those who are anusim. But the question is, what if they were anus, but they wouldn't have been here anyway? There are ten, there are ten uh, shuls in the town. They would have gone to the other shul. They're not even members of the shul. They go somewhere else. 
So if they would have gone to a different shul, uh, are they included in the Birch's Kohanim in this shul? And Moshe says, sounds not. It sounds like that it's only the Am Shebesados who are Anus and who are living in the city are Anus and can't be here, but would otherwise be here. That that's the only people that the Birch's Kohanim would be Chal on. Nafkamina would be, what if there are no such people? Uh, and then you have uh, you have a, a, a minion that's made up entirely of Kohanim. So if there are no such people that fit all of that criteria, then in Echinam you'd have a problem. How could you have such a case where there are no such people? I don't know, you have a family reunion. It's uh, the Zaydi's 70th birthday party and uh, or something like that. And it's a family of Kohanim. So the whole uh, the whole family had only sons. So it's all the family of, uh, of Kohanim. And they're all going to a hotel somewhere in the middle of nowhere. There's no other Jewish people. There's all the front people. You know, there may be Jewish people. No one that's going to come to, to the shul. No one that's going to come to their shul. They don't even have a shul. They just made a minion. So maybe according to Maisha, you'd have to be very careful that uh, that there is an am that is uh, that, that that is present. That uh, not all the Kohanim go up to Duchen in such a uh, such a case. Okay, so says the Gemara. Any is that really true? Forget about the Amshab Sadhus. Anyone who's not standing in front of the Kohanim, anyone who's behind the Kohanim is not included in the Bracha. So says Molokasha, Hada Anisi, Hadilo Anisi. That it all depends whether it was an Anus or not. That if a person was Anus and couldn't be actual because he had to be working, so then the Birch's Kohanim is going to be Chal on him, even though he's in Amshab Sadhus. But, uh, but if, it's, if he's not an Anus and he's just in the Shul, he decides that he's going to stand behind the Quranim instead of in front of the Quranim, then the Birch's Quranim is not going to be chal on, uh, on, on such a person. Rashi explains that those people who are on the Sadhus are considered Anusim because they're Osik Bimalachtam. So when they're busy at work, they're not able to come. But those who are on the base of Knesses, Achorea Quranim, are not Anusim. The, 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 it's just that they're showing that the Brach is not chashub enough for them to want to get out of the seats and to move to where they should be Misparich, Panim Kenegat Panim, by the Quranim. So you just lazy to move to uh, better to a different location, then the brach is not going to be chal on you. So says the Bach, if that's true, that the only reason the brach is not chal on people is because the only motivation of them not being in front of the Quranim is their laziness. So says the Bach, in a place where the minig is that everybody buys their location in shul, and if you were to try to move to a different spot, you're throwing someone else out of a seat that they bought that they and the shul is full, then uh, the maybe the people who are achare Quranim would also be included in the Birch's Kodim. So Magen Avram says, I don't buy it. Magen Avram in some Kuv Chavches of Gan says, what are you talking about? Every shul, there's a spot. How about all the spots that the Kodim were previously taking up? Go to, go to a Kohen seat. How about uh, right by the Bima? How, there's always somewhere. You should go somewhere to be able to uh, to receive the Bracha properly. So ask the Gemara, V'atani Ravzimim V'yirasa D'Shichuri Beis HaKnesh Shekulu Kodim Miktsasan Olim Miktsasan Oninamein that we have another uh, Brisa that tells us that if you have a Beis HaKnesh made up entirely of Kodim only some of them go and do Birch's Kohanim, while others answer Amen. So apparently they don't all go and do Birch's Kohanim. Says in Rolokasha, Hadi Shtair Be'asara, Hadalo Shtair Be'asara, that uh, when it says in the Brisa that they don't all go to do Birch's Kohanim, that's when there are more than 10 Kohanim that are there. So some of them could go to, to the Duchen, and there'll still be other people that are there to, uh, to, to answer Amen. So they don't all go up. But in a case where you only have exactly 10 Kohanim, 
So then if some of them go up, you're not going to have a minion of recipients of the bracha. Once you're not going to have a minion of the bracha recipients, then it doesn't matter. Then uh, they might as well all go up and do birch's kohanim and rely that it's going to be chal on the Am Shebesados. The post can point out, the Beis Yosef, the Magravan, the Taz, that it's dafka that kohanim are not chashuvim lesbarich unless they're a minion. But if you have uh, Yisraelim b'neihem, even if there's less than a minion of Yisraelim, then uh, all the kohanim present should be mevarich. They, should, they don't have to be makbid to leave a minion of people receiving the bracha. It's only when it's entirely kohanim that you need to be makbid to leave a minion of people receiving the bracha. How do we know this? Because the Torah points out in some Kuv Chavches, Birchus Kohanim Ba'asara, the Kohanim in a minion. So what do you mean, the Kohanim in a minion? How could it be that if there's Asara, the Kohanim in a minion, then there aren't 10 people receiving the bracha? Elamai, you don't need 10 people receiving the bracha. It's just that when it's a group of Kohanim, you need 10 people receiving the bracha. So the Taz explains because Kohanim are not really supposed to be the recipients. Kohanim are, 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 are Mizbarich from a Baruch Hu. That's what we learned uh, yesterday, that anyone who's Mizbarich is Mizbarich, but they're, they're Mizbarich Liam and they're Mizbarich from a Baruch Hu. So they're not the recipients of the Bracha. They're not, uh, they're, they're not primed to be the recipients of the Bracha. The Israelim are meant to be the recipients of the Bracha, so they have a greater Koach on the receiving end. So they don't need a minion in order to receive. But if, a, if the Kohanim are going to receive, then they need to need to have a minion. Why Dafka minion? So I was thinking perhaps it's because whenever we have some something, a group that represents the, the tzibur, that represents that's it's not just about themselves, but it represents uh, a kihila, represents a tzibur, represents Klali soul, it's always a minion, right? Whenever you have a chovas at tzibur, you always have a minion. Like by Nichum Avelim uh, that we do, we do individual Nichum Avelim when we go to to a Shiva house, but we also have Nichum Avelim by the cemetery where in the Shura where everyone lines up. So you only do that when you have a minion of people in the, in the Shura. Why only when you have a minion of people? Because that's representative of Klal Yisrael giving Nechama to the uh, to the Avelim, to that to that family. Whenever you have some people people that are meant to represent Klal Yisrael, you need to have a minion. So maybe that's what the Kohanim are receiving the bracha as representatives of all the Amsha Besados and everybody else. And therefore you need a uh, minion for that. So Gufa, Tana Abba Barchia, Amsha Bracha. The Amsha are not including the Bracha typically. So Pshita Ariki Bapi Clearly if you have some shorter people standing behind Behind taller people, so the the taller people are being mafsik between the kohanim and the shorter people. That's not a problem. That's not considered avsik. They're just part of the crowd. You don't have to set up a shul where everyone sits in height order, and they like a like a school picture where the uh, you know the shortest kids are in the front and the tallest kids are in the back. It's okay to have uh, shorter people in the back. That's not uh, mafsik. Table mafsika. Certainly the bima or the aro any uh, any the aron kodesh is not going to be mafsik. Mechitza mai. The shail is what about a mechitza? Is that going to be mafsik between the Kohanim and those receiving the bracha. So Tashma, Dhamrab Shubanevi, Afilu Mechitza shall barzel Aina Mapsekas Bain Sola Vimshabashmain. No Mechitza is going to be Mafsik between Khal Yisrael and the Ribon Shalolam. Because uh Kodesh Baruch, there's no Mechitza that gets in the way. And therefore, even if you have a Mechitza between the Kohen and the Misbarech, it's nothing. The Mechitza does not uh, prevent the bracha from being chal. What do you mean? We're not talking about Yisrael and the Kohanim. So uh, what emerges from here and many other places is that the Kohanim are not the ones that are giving the bracha. They are the conduits for the Ribbon Shalom's bracha. It's the Ribbon Shalom that's giving the bracha through the Kohanim. That's why you could have a Kohen who's maybe uh, you know, someone that you don't, you don't 
don't think is worthy of giving brachos. It's not someone that you would want to get brachos from. And as long as you, you like the guy, as long as uh, the tzibur doesn't hate him and he likes them, and it's done ba'ava, so then uh, there's nothing wrong with him doing birchas uh, kalhanim. Right? It doesn't have to be that the person is a tzaddik in order to uh, to give the bracha because it's not his bracha. He's giving the bracha uh, through uh, that's a shaila about mechale shabbos pefarasia whether they're allowed to be mivarich. So the, the only tzad to say no is that it's covid avodzara because covid avodzara that covid avodzara can't be mivarich. But but a person could be in violation of of capital crimes of of, of things that uh, that you're chayiv misa for in the Torah and he can still be mivarich because it's not his bracha. It's the rebuttal shalom's bracha. The kohen is simply the conduit. It's also interesting that we use this lashon that feel mechitz shabarzel is not mafsik ben yisrael avim shabashmaim. The gemara brachos taflam beis says miyom shecharav beis amigdash nifsika chomas barzel ben yisrael avim shabashmaim. It dafki uses the same lashon uh, that there is a mechitz shabarzel between uh, klal yisrael and avim shabashmaim. So Tosus points out in dibra maskel mechitz over here that it's two different inyanim that sometimes use the same lashon but they mean different things. The gemara over there is talking about that tefila is not as easily received nowadays as it was when we had a Beis HaMikdash. Rabbi Shum Levi is talking about standing, physically standing outside of the Beis HaKnesses or behind the Mechitza in the Beis HaKnesses. So it's, about, it's, an, it's, it's actually about a physical Mechitza in our Gemara. In the Gemara Mishach's Brachas, it's just describing how, uh, how receptive to tefillah HaKadosh Baruch Hu is. So it says in Mari Bayilu, Stadin Mahu. What if the people that are not standing behind the Kohanim, but they're, not also, they're also not in front of the Kohanim, they're off to the sides of the Kohanim. So, like most shuls are set up in such a way, like this shul, that there are tables and chairs on the sides of the Kohanim also. So, the Kohanim are here being Mavarich. What about the people? So, the people in the first row, they're behind the Kohanim. They for sure are not included, so they would have to move. What about the people in the second row? They're uh, directly to the sides of the Kohanim. So, what's the, uh, what's the, what's the So, it's Stadin Mahu. So, Amr Abba Mar Barav Ashi Toshima. We could be poshate this from the din of Hazos Efer Paraduma on, uh, on, on Kalim that are Tame to a mace. The Tanan, the Mishnah Mesech's Parah tells us, Niskavin has the fun of the Kohen who's sprinkling the Efer Parah intends to sprinkle on the Kalim that are in front of him and uh, and he inadvertently springs, sprinkles the Efer Parah on the Kalim that are behind him or or he intended to be Maza on the Kalim that are behind him and he inadvertently sprinkled it on the Kalim that are in front of him then the Hazah doesn't work because he did the Hazah and that which he did not intend and the Chamd Derived from the pasuk in the Torah that you need kavana to be mitayer. The pasuk says vihiza hatar al hatame. It doesn't say vihiza hatar alav on it on the thing. No, it says al hatame. So it sounds like you have to have kavana dafka for it. That's the way Rashi understands that uh, that uh, it's from the word al hatame. They have to have kavana dafka for uh, for it. That the diuk is from the fact that it doesn't say alav. It says al hatame. The the uh, that's what the Ramam learns as well in in Hilchus Paradum, that the Maza has to have Kavana to be Maza on a Tame thing in order to be Metairit. And if he's Maza, Shalom Kavanas Haza also, then it's possible. The Raivid over there disagrees. And he says, you don't have to have Kavana to be Metairit, you just have to have Kavana that that's the clea you want to hit. But it, it doesn't have to have Kavana that this is what you're accomplishing. I mean, the way the Rambam and Rashi seem to understand is that it has to be Allah Tame. You have to be thinking about the fact that it's Tame and about the fact that by doing this, I am being Metairit. Whereas according to the Raivid, no, you just have to do the, the that which is.
is mitarit, but you don't have to think about the fact that you're being mitarit. You just have to intend to hit that kli. Why you think you're doing this? Uh, I don't know. Maybe the person, someone just told you, here's what you do. This is what Jewish ritual requires, and you just do it, but you have no idea why you're doing it. According to the rabbit, as long as you intend to hit that kli, that would be good enough. But if you intend to hit the kalim in uh, any kli that's in front of you, and you hit some of the kalim that are off to the sides, but a little bit in front of you and a little bit off to the side, that's us ksheira, because that's included in your kavana. You intended for all that's lefanov, and al-tzad in shebefanov is also considered lefanov. Oh, but the mashmaos is that if it's purely al it's not al-tzad in shebefanov, then that's not considered lefanov, that's not included in your kavana. So the same is true by Berkskoanim. Those who are b'tzadim uh, are, are considered to be ma'achareyam, and, and they're not included in the, uh, in, in, in the, in the bracha. Um, the, uh, that, so if they're b'tzadim, that's lefnehem, they are included in the bracha, but if they're not b'tzadim lefnehem, then they're not included in the bracha. In the brachas. So now the Gemara switches to discuss a halacha relating to Kriyas HaTorah. The Achorim wonder what, what on earth? We're, we're talking about Birch's Kwanim over here. These are clearly the primary sugis about Birch's Kwanim. Why would we stop in the middle of Birch's Kwanim and start talking about Kriyas HaTorah? So the Karanora suggests it's a lot of times when this happens in Shas, you have to look at who the Bal Memras are and see if it's the same person that's talking in Inyanim of Birch's Kwanim that we're bringing just some other Memra that he says. And you'll notice that Rabbi Zeira Amr of Chista comes up in this discussion about Kriyas HaTorah. So probably it's just because it's Rabbi Zeirah Rav Chista that spoke about Birch's uh, Koranim. So we, uh, we mentioned him in the context of Kriyas HaTorah as well. Other Acharim say, no, there's got to be some thematic uh, link over here. So first of all, Agos Radal says, no, when, they, when they edited the Gemara, they misplaced this, uh, this piece. It really belongs on Amin Beis, because on Amin Beis, we're actually going to talk about Kriyas HaTorah. So somehow this piece, these couple of lines, snuck it away into Amaral if they really belong on Amin Beis. But the Nitziv says that, no, it's coming to Teach us that just like you're not allowed to be medaber b'shas kriyas haTorah, it's also also medaber b'shas birchas kohanim, because that's going to be the halacha about kriyas haTorah that we learned that you're not allowed to speak during kriyas haTorah. So just like you're not allowed to speak during kriyas haTorah, you're not allowed to speak during birchas kohanim. And Chasotah says that it's brought over here because uh, the the uh, we, we said that the am that shachorei kohanim are not bechal bracha because they're showing that the bracha is not chashuv enough for them to, to to bother themselves to stand in front of the kohanim, and the, and it's the same. Basis for the issue to be medaber b'shas kriyas haTorah that you're showing that the Torah is not chashuv to you that your own conversation is more interesting than the uh, than the kriyas haTorah we have to be very interested in what uh, in what the Torah has to has to say to us so I'm a Rav Baravuna kibbutz sheniftach sefer Torah once the sefer Torah is opened. You're not allowed to speak at all. Even if you're talking and learning, it's uh, and usually you're not. But even if you're talking and learning, when the Sefer Torah is open, you're not allowed to uh, to speak at all. Shenemar, because the pasuk says, What does it mean? Umdu. Umdu means that the people who are silent. It doesn't mean standing. Shenemar. How do I know it means shtika? Because uh, when Elihu says to Eov, "Vochalti kilo yidabrubi umdu velo." Ode, that uh, what happened was in Sefer Eov, after we're told about all of the terrible Yisurin that Eov suffered, so his three friends come to be Menachimim, and after the whole conversation, all the three friends are quiet and they couldn't find anything to the titles that Eov was saying. Eov said, I don't understand why all this is happening to me. So Eliu ben Barachel Habuzi uh, answers and he says, Look, I, I wouldn't have uh, been Mayus Panim to speak in front of these Zikanim, in front of such Chashva people, but I see that, they've, that they're quiet now, so I see that they have nothing left to say. 
So now I'll, I'll, I'll speak. And everyone tried to give Eov all these reasons and all they tried to identify. Averos said he must have done that caused, uh, that caused all these Yisurin. At the end of the Sefer, Kodesh Baruch says, it's not what it was. He didn't do Averos that deserved all these Yisurin. Why did he deserve all these Yisurin? You're never going to know. Where do we know? It's not always because we do believe in Schar Vaonesh. We do believe that people, pun- that people suffer sometimes because of Averos and that Averos do cause Yisurin, but it's not always because of Averos. Kodesh Baruch has a much more complicated calculus then we're able to be able to uh, to follow. So that's uh, so. So he says when he described Amdu means that lo anu od that they didn't say anything else. So you see from you see from here. Then Amida means shtika, and if you have to be omed kipischa when they open when they open the sefer Torah. Now the Rambam and the Shulchan Paskin kivan shehischil hakore likros the sefer Torah also the saper. That as soon as the Balkori starts to read from the Torah, it's also the saper. So Magen Avram disagrees. He says it doesn't say that in the Gemara. It says when they're poseach the sefer Torah. When are you poseach the sefer Torah before the Aliyah, right before the guy even says the bracha? He opens the sefer Torah, identifies the place, leaves the. Torah open, that's really what we're supposed to do, leaves the Torah open, recites the bracha while looking away from the Torah so as not to give the impression that the bracha is written in the Torah, and, and, and that entire time the Torah is open. So Magen Avram says that the, uh, the Shulchan Aruch is being imprecise when he says that it's only while, uh, while he's being kore. So the Biragra writes that the, that r- the Rambam learns like Rashi, that when it says the Kopisko, it means when you begin to read from the Torah. So uh, the Niftach Sefer Torah doesn't mean literally open. It means when you begin to read the, from the Sefer Torah. But the Gra points out that the Yerushalmi and the Masech from say, Ukopisko means like the Magen Avram says, when they actually open the Sefer Torah even before before the bracha a person is not allowed to uh, to speak there's also an interesting discussion the Mordechai writes that there are those that have a minute that they stand by uh, or that, that have a chumrah that they stand Bishas Kriyas Torah and they bring a riot from this very same pasuk Ukipischo Amdu Kalaam that uh, when they open the Torah Amdu Kalaam everyone stands up so you stand for Kriyas Torah so the Mordechai says but you see from our sugya that's not true that Amdu just means that they're that they're quiet. It doesn't. Amdu means that they, uh, they, they 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 shut their mouths. It doesn't mean that they stand up. So in the Divri Chamudos and Masechus Brachos, he's miyashev the Machmirim that that uh, stand, and he says because the Gemara explains that Rabbi Zera, we're going to see in the next line, Rabbi Zera Marafchisa disagrees with Rava uh, with uh, Rava Barafuna, and he has a different makar for the idea that you're not allowed to speak during Kriyas Torah. So how does he understand the Kapisko Amdu it must be that he understands it literally that you're supposed to stand for Kriyas Torah. The Taz writes that even if you say Amdu means a lashon of Shtika, but Ein Pshuto, that in addition to a lashon of Shtika, probably also means that you're supposed to stand. In Chuvas Ramami Panu, he says the fact that the Gemara even is able to darshan that Amida means Shtika and it doesn't mean standing, which it normally means, is because there's another pasuk Vaha'am Al Amdan in Sefer Nechemia, and from that pasuk we already derive that you need an Amida. So since there's another Pasuk that tells me you need to be standing, that's what leaves this Pasuk in our Gemara to Darshan that you should be uh, Shosek. So those who are Machmir to stand do have firm basis. They're not directly against this uh, this Gemara. La Halacha, we pass, you don't really have to stand, but uh, the, uh, the, the Halacha is whenever there's a Dover Shepikdusha, you're supposed to stand. And whenever an Ola says, Baruch Hashem HaMavorach, that's a Dover Shepikdusha. So that, I don't know what the Heter is not to stand for that. That, uh, that, that, uh, as we stand 
for uh, Dvar Meshem Kedusha. So the Chorah, we should be standing for that. Once you're standing for that, you can be bopping up and down the whole time. It's probably just easier to stand the whole time. So uh, Rav Shachta told us, Dafka, when it came to standing for Kriya Satara, that if you're ever in a shul and you notice that the rabbi doesn't stand for Kriya Satara, then you shouldn't stand either. You shouldn't take Chumras that, uh, that, that the rabbi, the shul, it's not Derech Heret, so uh, in, in, a, in a public way to take uh, such Chumras. Okay, so um, Rabbi Zera, Amar of Chista, Rabbi Zera says the name of Rav Chista, that the Makar to, uh, for the Isra to speak B'Shas Kriya Satara is Mehacha V'Oznei Kala'am El Sefer HaTorah. The Pasuk in the Chaimis says V'Oznei Kala'am El Sefer HaTorah. So they're listening to the Sefer Torah. You can't be listening to the Kriya Satara if you're also speaking at the same time. Back to Birch's Kohanim now. Any Kohen that didn't do a, uh, a, a Natila Sidaim prior to Birch's Kohanim, lo says Kapov. He's not allowed to do Birch's Kohanim. Shnemar Sui Dechim Kodesh Uvarchu Hashem. Question is, what if he, d- he washed his hands before davening and then he was very careful that he didn't touch anything and his hands remained clean? Does he still need another Netilas Yadayim? So that is a Machlokas Rishonim. Rashi writes that uh, any coin that's not Notal Yadav Kodem Lefnea Losuluduchan, which sounds like that it's not enough to d- wash your hands before davening, you need to do a second washing. Tosus brings a raya that that's true, that it needs to be Samuch Lebracha, and that's what the Torah Paskins as well. However, the Beis Yosef is Medayik from the Rambam, that as long as you were not the other Shachris and you don't uh, know of any tuma that they've encountered since then, then you don't need to wash your hands again. So that is the uh, the Machlokas Rishonim. Shalu Talmidus Rabblazim and Shemua, the Talmidim asked Rabblazim and Shemua, Bameher Rachta Yamim. What did you do to be Zoha to Arichos Yamim? It's always a funny question to think about. How, how do you know that he knows what he did to be Zoha to, to Arichos Yamim? People think all sorts of things. The Rebbe Shalom gave him Arichos Yamim. Sometimes blesses people at Rikhus Yamim. Sometimes uh, he doesn't. We know what it is. Well, I had this diet. There are people that keep the best diets and keep the best health, which you should do and we're supposed to do. But they still die young. There's no, uh, there's no, there's no uh, answer. So uh, I remember there used to be a comedian, George Burns. He tainted he that he lived into his 90s because he smoked a cigar every single day. He's an idiot. What do you mean? That's not, that's not why he lived into your 90s. So obviously it's ridiculous. So, uh, so people don't know necessarily. So the same Chassidim says, however, that uh, Sefer Chassidim writes that if you see a Talmud Chacham who's Maruch Yamim, you should know that he must be Mosif Tiktukim al Chavero, that it must be that he has more Tiktukim in Halacha, he has more Chumras that other people don't have, things that are not necessarily required by the Torah. So Sefer Chassidim says, with Dafka, when it's a Talmud Chacham, that has a Rikhus Yamim, you should ask him what his Chumras are. You know, what, uh, what his uh, personal Chumras are. Where did the Sefer Chassidim get that from? From all these conversations we find here, Mesach HaSotim, Mesach HaSmegil, Mesach HaSmegil, they always ask, all these Tamil the Meher the Yamim. So obviously they, they're, and, and they always come up with things. So obviously they're, they're saying what their personal Chumras were. So the Meher the Yamim, so So he said, I had three particular personal Anhagas. Number one, Miyamay Lo Asisi Besas Knesses, Kapandaria. I never made a Besas Knesses into a shortcut. Must be even in those situations where you're allowed to, that it was a derech mitchila, there are situations where you're allowed to make it into a shortcut. Number two, al When the Talmidim were already sitting on the ground, uh, they used to not sit on benches. The Talmidim would sit on the ground. I didn't walk among them to look like a balgaiva that I'm walking over their heads. And number three, Even though I'm, 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 a, I'm a kohen and I never, uh, I never duchened without first reciting a birksam mitzvah. Of course, everyone raises the question, the Rishonim asked the question, and neither does any 
any Kohen you ever know. It was ever Nasa Kappa below Bracha Kohanim say Bracha Mitzvah before they do Bracha Kohanim. It's just part of the procedure. So the Ritva says, yes, the Bracha is a Chova, but it's a, it has great skula to it. That uh, someone who's Mevarich, this Bracha is Mizbarich and will have Arichus Yamim. And that's the Chiddush of Lazar Ben Shemua. That among my Chumras, it's not even a Chumra. It's just such a skula for Arichus Yamim that you should be aware that that, that, that alone uh, is, uh, is worthy of Arichus Yamim, even though it's not a uh, it's not a chumrah. Other Rishonim answer differently that there's some sort of chumrah associated with this that it was extra tefilos that he said along with the brachos or something like that. So my mevarich, what exactly is the bracha? Am Reb Zera, Am Rav Chista, Asher Kedushalom Kedushaso Shalaron V'Tzivanu Levarich Hasamu Yisrael Bi'Ahava. That to be mevarich Hasamu Yisrael Ba'Ava. So the Ber Sheva says, where do we ever find that there's such a requirement to be mevarich Ba'Ava? But apparently there is. So they come up with answers of how you see from the Emor Lehem with an extra vav that it's got to be b'chol levavo and their mamari chazal about how the brooks kohanim should be done uh, deliberately and slowly and not uh, rushed through because uh, you want to show that you're really into it and you're excited about it and the Magen Avram quotes from the Zohar it's almost like Romer we quote the Zohar the Magen Avram quotes from the Zohar that any Kohen that's eno oev es ha'am or the am is not oev him should not be in you know, kapov that if there's uh, an issue between that Kohen and the people in the, in the shul so then he shouldn't do nasiyas kapayim because it has to be done ba'ava says the Zohar Kiyakar kare mai amar when uh, the Kohen moves his feet to go toward the Duchan what should he say that there should be no mikshol or avon in this uh, the, this bracha. The Achronim wonder w- w- what do you think is going to happen, right? What sort of mikshol va'avon is he referring to? Is he nervous about that might happen? So in the Sefer Mincha Chareve he says, based on what Chazal Darshan, that Yivarecha Hashem is bimamon, that uh, the part of the bracha is that you're blessing people that they should have material wealth. Uh, there's plenty of mikshol va'avon that can come from material wealth. So he's davening that these brachas should be something that are only a source of bracha, even though sometimes these kinds of brachas also leads a person to all sorts of mechsholos and all sorts of, uh, of averos. Or alternatively, alternatively, the Zohar that we just quoted, the, the Magen Avram quotes, that a Kohen who doesn't love the people and the people don't love him is not al no seis kapov. So he's davening that uh, that this bracha shouldn't have any mikshul va'avon, that there should be no sinna, that there should be only love between him and the uh, the people. Rabbi Yaakov Emden writes in his Siddur that the mikshul means that they shouldn't stumble in the words, that they should say the words fluently, because a lot of times in the tefillah the Gemara says that if a person is stumbling in the words, it's a bad omen. It means that uh, that a doesn't want that tefillah to come out properly. So they're saying that this bracha should come out properly and should have its desired impact. After the coin finishes the bracha and he turns away from the tzibur, what does he say? So Rav Ukva Vidarash, he said that Rav Chisla uh, uh, encouraged Rav Ukva to, uh, to say the following Aleinu. We have done what you were gozer on us to do. Now give us the bracha that you said you're going to give us because call him varech misbarech. So now we deserve that bracha. And the Pasuk continues, that you should be mevarech, your nation, you should be mevarech. 
Klal Yisrael. So Amr of Chista, in Kralim Roshan, Loch of Kishrei Etzpo Osehen, Ashiachsu Kneim and Atzibur. Kralim can't fold up their hands again until they turn away from the Tzibur. Amr of Zeir Amr, meaning they, they stay in position. Doesn't just mean their fingers, it means their entire arms. They stay in position until they turn away from the Tzibur, and then they get out of the uh, position of Berks Kralim. Amr, to show that they're not eager to uh, stop being Mevarech Klal Yisrael. Amr of Zeir Amr of Chista, in Akori Rashi, Likros. Kohanim atshichla amen mipiyatzibur. Only once the tzibur answers amen, tov shimcha lechanel lahodos, can the kohanim, uh, can the kore say the word kohanim uh, to to call the, to call up the kohanim? Because we have a, a principle that trei kali lamishdami that you can't hear two voices at the uh, the same time. It's a mesechus brachos that the gemara says that ena botzei rashi levitzava atshichla amen mipiyatonim. And Rav Chissa says that you don't have to wait till everyone says the uh, amen. When it comes to b'tzias apas, you can just wait till uh, till the majority do, because uh, anyone who's being marich b'amein is doing wrong anyway. So you can just wait till most people answer amen, and then you could be b'tzia the pas. So Tosos writes that uh, when it comes to b'ruch's koranim, you have to wait till everyone answers amen, because over here it's not just about the derech of waiting till the person finishes till you move on to the next step. Meaning uh, you don't have to have derech for the guy that's doing it wrong and that's answering a long amen. But over here it's about trei kali l'mishdami. So you have to wait so until there are no more voices in the room. I, the Gemara Megillah Dav Chavalev says that when it's a Dabr Chaviv, then Trey Kali Ar Mishtami. And isn't this a Dabr Chaviv to receive the bracha from the Kohanim? So uh, Tosos deals with that question. And Tosos says that the fact that we say a Dabr Chaviv is, is, is heard when they're Trey Kolos, that's only if both of them are saying the same thing. Two Kohanim that are Mavarich Burks Kohanim together. But when one of them is saying one thing and the other one is saying something else, so one of them is saying an Amen and one of them saying Kohanim, so then they're saying different things and you're not able to hear both things. Or alternatively, even though each one is saying something else, maybe you can hear two, two separate things when it's a Dabr Chaviv, but the Kore is not able to be Shomea what the other guy is saying. And therefore, meaning a, a third party might be able to hear two people who are each speaking at the same time, but each one is not able to hear the other one. The one guy who's speaking is not going to be able to hear somebody else at that uh, at that same time. So that's Trey Kalil Mishtami. Anyway, so in a Kohanim Roshan Lahaskal Bivracha, Continuing in the procedure, the Quran cannot start their bracha until the Kare finishes calling Kohanim. The Tzibur is not allowed to answer Amen to the bracha of the Kohanim until the Kohanim finishes the bracha. And the Quran cannot start the bracha, let's say, of Yivarechcha until the Tzibur finishes their Amen. Beis Yosef says, wait a second, there's something else that happens in between. Before the Quran say Yivarechcha, after the Tzibur says their, their Amen, the, the Chazan says Yivarechcha. So, so we're skipping a step over here. He says the Quran don't say anything until the Shliach Tzibur is macro them. So, uh, so what, what do we mean over here? That they, until the Amen is said by the Tzibur, the Quran are not allowed to say the Yivarechcha? So he says, according to the Rambam, the Rambam's Shita, is that the Shliach Tzibur is not Makra, the first word of Yivarechcha, because the only reason you need Shliach Tzibur to be Makra is so that they don't get confused, they know which word 
word they're up to. At the very beginning, you know which word you're up to. Right? You have such a similar discussion when it comes to uh, Tkiah Shofar and Rosh Hashanah. It says the Makri call out the first Tkiah, right? Because the only reason the Makri is calling out the Tkiah is that the Baltukeh doesn't get confused. If he doesn't know what the first blast is, right, then he probably shouldn't be the Baltukeh. Right? He's got to know. You start with the Tkiah. You always start with the Tkiah. So, uh, so you don't, uh, so, you, so why be Mavsik between the Bracha? By being Makri, it's an unnecessary uh, Hefsik. So that's the Ramashita by Brooks So that fits very nicely in the Gemara. The Torah holds that, no, that even that first word, the Shliach Sibur should be Makri. So uh, when the Gemara says, Bracha uh, Acheres probably means the Ribono Olamim Asisa Masha Gzarta Aleinu, and that the Kwanim are not allowed to start that Tefillah until the Tzibur says uh, Amen. Uh, the Tefillah that we identified before. The Kwanim are not allowed to turn their turn away from the Tzibur until the Shliach Tzibur starts Sim Shalom. And they're not allowed to go back to their seats off of the Duchen until the Shliach Tzibur finishes Sim Shalom. Another statement that, uh, that uh, in, in general when it comes to Kriyasa Torah, the Tzibur shouldn't answer Amen until the Ola uh, finishes the bracha. And then the Balkore should wait till the Tzibur says Amen before he starts the Kriya Satora. And the Metargim should not be Metargim in the Pasuk until the Kore finishes reading the Pasuk. And then the Balkore should not read the next Pasuk until the Metargim finishes the previous Pasuk. If a person is going to do the Haftarah, he's going to read the Haftarah, he has to get an Aliyah first. He has to be Kari from the Torah first before uh, he's Maftar Navi because of Kavadah Torah. He has to make it uh, very recognizable that uh, the Torah is more Chashev than the Navi and uh, therefore he, he Dafka wants to read from the Torah. You're not allowed to start the Haftarah until Galila is finished, until the Sefer Torah is put away because we don't want the people who are busy with the Galila to not hear the Haftarah. The guy who got Hagba and the guy who's getting Galila are not going to be able to hear the Haftarah if you start the Haftarah prematurely. That's how Rashi writes. Sounds like you have to wait until, the, they're, they're, uh, until they complete the Galila of the Sefer Torah. And that's what the Mordechai says as well. The, the Me'iri is a little different. He says the reason you need to wait is so that the Sefer Torah shouldn't be without a, a Galila. The Sefer Torah shouldn't be left out there. You shouldn't forget to do the Galila because you're too busy with the Haftarah, which would mean that once you've started, you're not going to stop in the middle. Once you start, they'll finish. They'll just miss a little bit of the uh, of the Haftarah, that that maybe would be okay, according to the Me'iri. But anyway, we don't pass it that way. We pass it like Rashi, that you have to wait till the Galila is finished. Only when the Galila is finished do you start the uh, the Brachs and the Haftarah and the Haftarah that follows. That uh, they used to have in the, the Aron, they, they used to not be able to keep the Sifrei Torah in the Aron because the, the Shul was not well protected. They didn't have a security system, they didn't have cameras, they didn't have a, 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 a you know a lock on the Aron and a fireproof, whatever, right? So they used to have to take the Sefer Torah out after every tefillah. So what they would do is they'd bring the Sefer Torah and then they would hang all sorts of curtains around the Aron to make it look nice. So uh, when so the, to be mafshit asateva means to take those nice begadim that they would put around the uh, the uh, the Aron. You shouldn't do that while the while the tzibur is still in shul and they d- haven't taken the Sefer Torah out because it's matriach the tzibur to wait and 
until you fold up all the different things, all the different curtains, while everyone else has to wait there until the Sefer Torah leaves. Because the Sefer can't leave until the Sefer Torah leaves. Not actually, not till Sefer Torah, not, to, not, not just till they take the Sefer Torah from the Aron, but until the Sefer Torah actually leaves the Beis HaKnesses. They're not actually arguing. It depends if there's another door to exit, meaning if the Sefer Torah is going to go out that door, so as soon as the Sefer Torah is taken out of the Aron, you could go out the other door. But if there's only one door to, to, to leave the Shul, and someone's got to go out first, Sefer Torah goes out first. It goes out before any of the people. That uh, that uh, that Rava says a chacham by the name of Barahina explained to me the reason you're not allowed to go out before the Sefer Torah is because What did the Quran say? Those psukim are connected three psukim of Birchas Kohanim. What do they say? We're only going to say the brachos of HaKadosh Baruch himself. Okay, but tomorrow we'll pick up with Bim Mincha de Tanisa in what was said at Mincha of the Tanisa. Okay, have a great day.